Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Trucking Live. I'm Alan Smith, and today is Wednesday, February 3rd, 2010, and we are live from Citrus County, Florida, about 80 miles north of Tampa. And we have a great show for you this evening, Truck Driving Jobs Employment, whether you are considering a career in trucking and not sure of the right CDL school you should attend or uh, you're a recent CDL graduate, or perhaps you're even a veteran driver recently laid off or your company closed down. Whatever the case, you're just having trouble finding another truck driving job. You just can't seem to get hired by anyone, no matter how many applications you fill out or how many phone calls you make. And that job assistance program that your CDL school promised you turned out to be totally useless. Well, this e- well, this e- trucking live, you are in luck. Our special guest is James McCormick, founder of Trucking Careers of America, and they have been getting drivers back in the driver's seat for nearly a decade now. And Trucking Careers of America is a job placement and career advisory company, and when you fill out their application online, they will be in contact with you within 24 to 48 hours, and they will start working for you in getting you hired and back on the open road. They work for you, not the trucking companies, and the best part about their service is free. There's never a charge or fee to you, the driver. So if you're a driver out of work or a recent CDL graduate or you are considering a career in trucking and just don't know exactly where to start, Trucking Careers of America can get you a driving job. Now, let me say Mr. McCormick and his company are not miracle workers. If you have a poor MVR record or poor work history or DAC report, uh, if, you've got, if you have uh, 20 speeding tickets and 10 DUIs, well, you probably want to consider a different career. But if you are one of the many drivers out there with a good record and you're just having trouble landing a driving job on your own, Trucking Careers of America has been putting drivers just like you back behind the wheel for nearly 10 years. So while you listen to the show, go to truckingcareersofamerica.com right now and fill out the application and let them start working for you in getting you hired or helping you to choose the right CDL school. Uh, And if you have any questions or concerns, you don't have to wait for an answer because you can call in this evening and ask Mr. McCormick himself. She'll be glad to take your calls. Our call-in number is 347-826-9170. And, of course, all of you in the uh, chat room, uh, you can shoot a message, and Donna will be looking over that and 
and we can get your question to, to uh, Mr. McCormick that way. And this is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, and we proudly support all of our men and women of the United States Armed Forces because of their sacrifice past, present, and future. All of us are able to live in freedom. Okay, James McCormick, founder of Trucking Careers of America. Uh, hello, James. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello there, Alan. How are you doing this evening? I'm always good. <laughs> are you? <laughs> I saw you pop on, pop up on there, then popped off, and then popped up again. So we yeah. have you on here, huh? <laughs> we do. Well, I'm glad to have you here um, uh, so, I mean, James, as you know, there are many drivers out there, both inexperienced and experienced, and as well as many who have completed CDL school and who were never able to secure, uh, to, uh, secure a job afterwards. And I hear from them every day, and, and companies don't return their phone calls. They just don't seem to be having any, tr any luck uh, getting hired from anyone. So what's going on out there? Are companies still hiring drivers? And, and tell us how Trucking Careers of America can help. Well, there's no question they're still hiring drivers, not as much as they have in the past because, they're, you know, the trucking industry, like many industries, has definitely been affected by the economy. Uh, but, you know, uh, if these people, uh, you know, it's one thing for sure about trucking. There's always going to be trucks in the road. There's always going to be need for drivers. And because of the way the trucking industry <clears throat> handles things in such a way, there's a lot of turnover in the industry. And, of course, our job is to try to help them prevent making those kinds of mistakes. Uh, you know, try to find the right company so that uh, they have an opportunity to make this a true career. Uh, try to find the right places to be trained instead of, you know, because there's so many schools out there that are suspect, to say the least. And, and we know who most of them are, and we know where to send them if they need to be trained. And So we do different things. <clears throat> we have four different areas of expertise. We deal with students, and uh, we deal with recent graduates. We deal with those that need a refresher course. And, of course, we deal with experienced drivers. And we deal with students. <clears throat> we tell them there's two different ways to get a CDL Class A license. One of them is they can go to a school, and the other one is they can go to a company-sponsored type program. We explain the advantages of both and disadvantages of both. And so we can try to direct them <clears throat> in which area that would best be best suited for their particular needs, whether it be in a school and or a company-sponsored type program. Uh, when it comes to people that need refresher courses, <clears throat> again, we know we have companies that will provide that, or they can go to a school and go, follow the same premise as before. For those that are uh, recent graduates, uh, then obviously we have companies that are willing to hire recent graduates. Uh, we have about 23 schools that we deal with on a regular basis throughout the country that <clears throat> refer their graduates to us, which is we're very pleased to have that opportunity. And, of course, we deal with experienced drivers as well. So that's what we do. Well, um, so basically, really, 
I know a lot of a lot of people out there. They'll they'll fill out these online applications that supposedly ship their applications to hundreds of trucking companies across the the, the states. Um, but a lot of that just kind of gets lost out there and shuffled around, I think. But you really are working behind the scenes, actually working for the student or driver uh, to get them placed. So that, that makes a big difference. Oh, it does. These uh, <clears throat> The ones that just shotgun these applications all over the place, that's just that's unproductive. I mean, they're not going to get much going on. They need, to have, they need to talk to a human being and discuss their situation and determine what is in their best interest. You know, what kind of company would suit their particular needs more so than anything else? I mean, because if you just want to take any kind of job that's offered out there, then you're making a mistake because there's a lot of companies out there that are, you know, this, this industry has good, bad, and ugly. And this is much ugly as there is anything. So if they're not careful, they get in the ugly mode in a hurry. So we try to direct them out of that area and put them into something that, that's beneficial for them and, and their future. Yeah, and one thing that's been uh, I've pointed out before too is uh, so many students they finish they finish their school they get their CDL and a year later they're sitting at home with a CDL in their pocket and still no job and that's largely due to because these trucking companies they look for drivers from schools that that are reputable and that can turn out good decent drivers so that could be one one of the biggest problems and you you actually have schools that you're tied in with and uh know that you're going to do the right thing and uh they come to you for come to come to you for drivers that's how you can help students right yes well what happens is is that over the years we've been able to to narrow these schools down very effectively because what happens is when we get an applicant that has a re, that's a recent graduate from a ABC school out there, uh, the first thing we do is we call that school up and we talk to them, you know, what is their GPA, you know, what their, you know, their back, you know, when they started, when they graduated, we create a little document of that sort and we find out things about the school at that time. And so we also, I'm going to give you an example of some of the things that happens and how we get these schools categorized. Are they good ones or are they okay. bad ones or whatever? Uh, I, talked, I talked to a guy here recently that spent $6,000 to go to a truck driving school. Uh, and uh, he got his CDL license without any concern, but he couldn't get a job. So I'm talking, right. to, this, uh, talking to this fellow and just come to find out he got a fellow penitentiary a year ago. Spent 13 years mm -hmm. incarcerated for a major felony. He's not get hired by anybody. So right. I, I asked him, did you tell the school about your criminal background? And he said, I did. And I said, what did they say to you? He said, well, they said they'd work it out. I said, well, okay. They worked it out all right. They took his $6,000. <laughs> they got his money. And they threw him on the truck. That's what they did. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I hate to tell you this, Alan, but it happens. I hear it every single day almost. I mean, because I get oh, a lot of... too. Every day. And it's a sad. So here's the guy that spent, we don't know where that $6,000 came from. I, you know, I wonder about that. <clears throat> but one thing's for certain. His, his bubble's been popped. And right mm -hmm. now, he's thinking about going back to crime again. What do you think? You know, oh, I'm he, sure. You know, I mean, that, sure. you know, it, it's sad. But I, I hear these things all the time. So what we do is we have we put that list that school in our hit list. So the next time someone calls us and they live in a geographical area that's close to that particular school, 
then we will recommend them uh, to avoid that school and go somewhere else right, that we right. think is more suitable for them uh, in, the, in that general area. Now, we don't cover the entire United States, but, you know, because we're out on the West Coast, uh, we don't have as many contacts as we would certainly over here in the East Coast because that's where we are. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, we try to head them in the right direction as best we can. Yeah, and that's where your advisory uh, uh, service comes in because so many of them that's just getting into the business just have nowhere to start. They have no idea how to choose a school. And, um, you know, touching on that, that guy with the $6,000, that's one thing I said uh, uh, we have to be realistic here because uh, if they have a poor DAC report or a poor work history, uh, you know, you can get slammed by a lot of people like that. But the way the market is now with so many drivers that have good records out there and so many drivers companies can choose from, uh, is there anything you can, anything that you can do when they have uh, something on their DAC or uh, is that just just the way it is right now? I mean, well, you know, you know I, well, yeah, I do understand perfectly. First of all, we tell if we we're dealing with someone that seems to be having issues, and uh, we'll go with the assumption for a moment that that uh, it's something on their DAC report, uh, then we tell them exactly how to go about, you know, go to Higher Right Solutions and get their get their report so they know exactly what they're dealing with. Now, mm-hmm. once they've got that report, let's just say for for whatever reason there's something that's erroneous on that report, which is <laughs> excuse me for laughing, but that's it's right. kind of like a commonplace. Uh, <laughs> it happens very. Yeah, it's, it's cocky. these trucking companies are rascals. I can tell you what, there's no telling what they're liable to do. And so we tell them how they go about addressing that issue, how to fix it. Go to DAC Fix or DAC Tracker or whatever. You know, it costs them money to 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 process, uh, you know, that uh, to try to fix their report. But you know, if they want to make a career out of this business and there's something that's it's inappropriate or wrong, then they got they don't have any choice. They have to address those issues and right. uh, and and, uh, and get them removed, or otherwise they're not going to go anywhere. So right. That's, but that's, but it's good. It's, but it's good to know that right up front, and that's what you do. You just tell them right up front. You know, look. Nothing we can do for you. Uh, I mean, you're honest with them. I mean, you're saving them their time and effort and money. And uh, when so many other schools will just, like that guy, just take their money and and uh, it's just wasted, gone for no reason at all. Right. Well, I believe, and I honestly believe this, that we <clears throat> we're probably one of the most successful organizations in this business. Not many people do what we do. Very few, but. Uh, you know, we're helping people understanding what they're faced with and how to make this happen for them or otherwise they're in, pro- in trouble. We tell everybody that we talk to, everybody, that the trucking industry is two different worlds. One of them is those that hire experienced drivers, which is obviously the majority, and then you've got that handful that's willing to hire recent graduates, and we know who all of them are, you know, within reason. You know, we know most all of them anyway. And we know the good and the bad and the ugly is in those. And we tell them that the greatest turnover in the trucking business has always been and will always be the very first year, and there's three reasons why that happens. One of them is called company recruiters. They have to be very be careful with what recruiters say. I mean, you know, they just have to be. It's not the recruiter's fault. I mean, they have to... You know, they have to tell it the way it is. It's the way they're trained sometimes. And, and if they always told the truth about the company they represent, 
you know, just laid it out on the line, then they would have a hard time to come to the companies, and they couldn't keep their job. So they're exactly. kind of a they're in a kind of a compromising position position in that way. So then, so back to, that's what makes us unique in a sense that we're professional consultants to this industry, representing them and not the trucking companies. So uh, we just tell it the way it is. We're not biased. We're not opinionated. We, you know, we just tell the good, the bad, and the ugly. But back to what I was saying, the three reasons they leave, one of them is, is, is obviously recruiters. The other one is income. Uh, we explain to them, I don't know what they expect, what they've been told, what kind of money they think they're going to make the first year in this business, but it's not that good. And we tell them it's in the mm-hmm. low 30s, high 20s. I mean, that's it. And if anybody tells them any differently than that, then, you know, <clears throat> they're mis- misleading them. And sometimes that causes right. an issue. But the biggest problem mm-hmm. we've found it's home time. That's the problem. Uh, these, mm-hmm. you know, these companies tell them six days in a row to one day off on a, on a road two two weeks at a time, home a few days, back on the road again. And, and you know, and that happens sometimes, but more often than not, that's just not the case. And we explain to them that this is the way the the business is, and it's really tough, especially if they're married and have a family. I mean, the wife's not happy because her husband's never around. The kids aren't happy because dad's not there, and when he is there, he's tired. And, and, and so what happens is is that when they combine the income and away from home and the frustrations and, and the treatment and all the other issues that takes place, they throw in the towel. And if they can just understand that if they can survive the first year in this business, then they're off to the races. There's all kinds of companies that would be interested in their services that would treat it with respect, companies where they can make good income, have reasonable home time, et cetera, they're out there, but they're not going to entertain their application or you know, until they have some experience. So they understand that if they want to make a career out of this business, there's sacrifices they must make, and if they're not willing to make these sacrifices in the early stages of their career, then another career is probably better suited for them. Yeah, well, you sound like the sounding board right off me because I've been saying all along that you've got to be ready and willing to survive that first year or two, so I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, let me ask you just real quick, um, and then we're going to get these callers. Well, the lines are filling up here, so I want to get the callers on as fast as I can. Um, you've proved me wrong on something. and um, Not you, Alan. That's no chance. Oh, yeah, you did. You proved me. You proved, You actually proved me wrong. But that's okay, because uh, I always say that nobody, not a trucking company, not a CDL school, nobody can guarantee a driver a job. And on your website, it states immediate job placement, it states guaranteed job upon graduation, and it states guaranteed job placement. So what avenues does truckingcareersofamerica.com have that others don't that can actually guarantee a truck driving job for your clients? Is it just because you have such a uh, uh, highly recognized reputation among the companies and schools? Well, first of all, I need to talk to my webmaster about that comment because <laughs> there's no such okay. thing as no, – so I didn't prove you wrong. There's no such as a guarantee. I didn't realize that's owner. I haven't looked at my website in such a long time. I don't know, but I mean, they were, okay. <laughs> shame on me, slap my hand. Uh, there's no such thing as a guarantee. We guarantee that we will do everything we can in our power to get them hired. And if we can't get them hired, the odds are they're not going to be able to get hired. Uh, but we can't change, you know, we can't change someone's history. Uh, you know, if they have a right. bad pro- history, there's no way in the world that we can we can oh, right. you know, offer them jobs. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we make effort. On that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but one thing I will say, though, is I've already received several emails from people, and I've already received a couple Twitter messages from people who uh, saw our show and have contacted you and have already told me that uh, uh, they've already landed a job through your services. So I wanted to point that out, and because uh, you really are one of the first I have found that really are getting drivers such as these back on the road. So I did want to point that out. I've already received uh, several emails and things today. So let me get a – we have some more to go through, but let's go ahead and get some callers on here. Um, the way it works is when I call your area code, uh, that that is your cue to talk. And we're talking with James McCormick of uh, TruckingCareersOfAmerica.com. And so let's take the first caller here real quick so they don't have to hold on too long. Area code, it looks like 724. I think that's out of Pennsylvania. Uh, area code 724, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Jim. Hey, Alan. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey, doing good. How are you? How are you? Good. Jim, this is Mark McDonald. You and I just spoke this afternoon. Got me hired on with Fisher. <laughs> oh, did, there you go. I sure <laughs> See, did. I wasn't lying. <laughs> I want everybody to know I wasn't lying. <laughs> Yo, I told you I'd call in. I made sure I was sitting there about five minutes before you started, buddy. <laughs> well, Mark, I told I, I told Mark I had to get him a job because his last name is the same uh, as my wife's maiden name. That's oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so McDonald's. Right. So, so I had to get him a job. Yeah, Mark was with the company for quite some time, and uh, they let him go. You know what happens? You know, experienced drivers is <clears throat> bringing a new newbie, so we pay him a whole lot less money. And uh, mm-hmm. so here, here he is out there trying to find a job, and and uh, we found a, you know, we found a comp- job for him with a company that's small in nature compared to some of the others that uh, are quality company. I mean, first class. They actually know their drivers by their name, and uh, yes, they, they, <laughs> they, you know, and they, you know, their average driver with them is making over fifty thousand a year. Uh, 57 or something like that. I think the low was about in the, in the high 40s, and uh, they're a very class company. And you know they look for quality people, and, and Mark was certainly one of those quality people that they said, okay, this is the kind of person we're looking to put in the truck, and create a long-term relationship. So I think Mark's going to find, once all said and done, that he's going to be a very happy camper. As well, far good. as well, I Mark, have heard so far, I will be. <laughs> well, Mark, let me ask you when you. Uh, first got on there and contacted uh, Trucking Careers of America, uh, were you a little, um, were you a little, were you thinking, well, you know, we'll give it a shot, you know, um, see how it goes, uh, then were, were you surprised at all that they actually uh, found your job in today's market? Yes, sir, I was, actually. I have been looking for the past uh, month and a half. I worked for a little small company after I left the large company, <clears throat> but the driver that owned the company, he just couldn't keep two trucks running. Of course, we all know because of the economy. It's mm-hmm. pretty hard out there for owner-operators, so my hats are off to you all. Um, but when I called James, so- he told me, he says, you know, I was up front with him about stuff that I had on my record. And other companies just looked at you and laughed, you know. You know, you work right. for a small company, and a large company is going to say, well, that's not really verifiable. But James went to bat for me. 
said, you know, I think I can do this. He says, I'm not going to promise you anything. He says, but if I can get you in there, he says, I'll do it. And by, by God, he did it, buddy. He did it. Well, well, so when do you start? I am supposed to be in Fort Wayne Monday morning or Monday evening. Oh, all right. So you'll be back rolling, and that's what it's all about, right? Yes, sir, as long as the wheels are turning, we're happy. Well, I'm glad. Well, I appreciate you calling in and telling that because um, I really did want people to know that um, we, we, we're we already hearing from people who's contacted James and his company, and, and uh, it's already working for them. So I'm glad you were one of them. Appreciate you calling in. I appreciate everything, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Take care. Take care, Mark. All right. Of course, then, Alan, we right. had that we had that one that you referred us to referred to us that had a bit of a problem. I, I had to give him a different kind of advice about trying to find another career. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of times they'll a lot of times they'll write me or they'll call me. They'll you know they'll call us on our office phone here and, and uh, <clears throat> tell me all these things, but they tend to leave out that they have uh, 10 DUIs and they, uh, you know, they, they don't tell me things like that. I had no idea about that, but, but that's, uh, that's, a, that's the honesty of you and your company. I mean, you just tell them. I mean, sometimes it's hard to tell them. I'm, I mean, I answered about 10, 15 emails a day, you know, with people and just tell them, look, I'm sorry to tell you, but you probably stand no chance. But I'd rather just be blunt and open and honest and tell them and not let them go out there and lose, you know, 6000 bucks. you know. Yeah, I know. I, you know, I, I tell people the way it is sometimes, and I tell them I'm sorry. But but I frequently get a comment from them that, uh, you know, that they pre- appreciate my honesty. At least they know where they stand. And every once in a while I get a phone, I get somebody will say, well, you didn't help me at all. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, I yeah. Personality. Yeah, yeah that's going to happen. So, um Okay, well, we've got a, well, we had one caller dropped off here, maybe a connection. Uh, got some other callers on the line, but they look like they are just listening. Uh, if you're wanting to talk uh, on the air with James McCormick, uh, when you call in, it will say, if you'd like to speak with a host, press 1. And that gives me a little sign on my switchboard that I know that you're wanting to talk. So if I don't see that little sign, I just assume you're just listening. Um, but, uh, well, James, tell me about this um, uh, refresher course because uh, oh got another caller oh, oh now they're popping in let's just go ahead and pull them in because I hate to keep them uh, holding and that's what this show is all about it's for you the driver so uh, caller from area code seven two seven you are live on the air go ahead Alan hello it's, hello Alan God bless you it's Bobby Senior and Junior oh how you doing. We're doing well tonight, Alan. I'm listening to Mr. McCormick there, and I have a couple questions I want to ask him, being old old part, you know. Uh, Jim, okay, shoot. I'm a I'm an old timer, and uh, I got some questions. As your company, your company is for the for the drivers, and basically, my question is, you basically are representing the drivers and placing them in these companies. Now, are you basically screening these companies, these employers? Because are you sure that when these men get in these seats that they have workman's comp, maybe benefit packages, 401Ks? Is it a solid company? Is it another, I'm going to walk away and leave 1,400 guys at the fuel pump like they did at Christmas out there in Oklahoma? 
You know, um, you're 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 an old timer yourself. I've seen your picture, like me. And listen, I had a son got hurt really bad. Had they not had workman comp or anything like that, it would have been a total nightmare. Not that that was the greatest thing in the world, but it was very very important to have that safety net. Okay. Thank God and the insurance company and that for being there. And it just took over, what is it, probably about three years now, Alan, since Junior's recovery. And uh, he, uh, Alan knows he uh, was awarded both of the highest honors in the trucking community of Night of the Road, uh, number 16, and he was just given Highway Angel Award here a month before Christmas. Alan interviewed him for his final show of the year. But the main concern is the security of these men. What happens when he gets hurt out there and, 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 he, and he can't work? Are these rock-solid companies that say, hey, listen, I got the comp? Or, James, is it your corporation, uh, you know, like your trucking careers of America? Are you the ones that are bringing these people in and saying, you're going to work under my blanket, and I'm going to make sure that you are covered with all these things? Or are they at the mercy of the carrier okay. at that point? After they're handed over. Well, Bobby, senior slash junior. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. The question and the answer to your question is, is that over the when we first started this company years and years, you know, years ago, uh, we didn't know that much about a lot of these companies. We it was trial and error, trial and error, and we made a lot of mistakes. We we dealt with companies that we were left with. You know, we thought they were something other than what they were. What they told us is not really what they were. And so it's just a process of making a lot of mistakes in the early phases of our our business and eliminating these companies, just like we do with schools. We create companies where we put on our hit list and those companies that we think that are good, suitable for the drivers and so forth. So it's just a process of elimination over time. So all the companies we deal with that today, uh, yes, they offer all the benefits that truckers want today, that, you know, that you had made reference to, that all of them do. Uh, and there's some of them more so than others, <clears throat> and it depends on the individual, it depends on their objectives, it depends on the, the company's hiring procedures at that time, and so forth. So it depends on uh, the circumstances, but all of them offer what the benefits that you're talking about, Bobby. We don't have anything to do with them. Yeah, yeah, and, and you have that, uh, uh, Bobby, thanks for calling in. We were getting a little feedback, so I had to cut your mic off, but thanks for calling in. But you actually have that on your website, that these are the companies that, uh, that uh, have the benefits and the 401k and, and everything, and right. so that's that's uh, and so that's for certain because that's that's right there on your uh, website. Yeah. I was noticing that earlier. So um, let's go to the next caller, uh, area code 302. If you're calling from area code 302, you're live on the air with James McCormick. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing, buddy? All right. Huh? I'm how good. you doing, Dave? Real good. How are you? What's going on? <laughs> Not too much, nothing. This is Patches. Oh, hey, oh. Patches. Well, yeah. Yeah, you called in the you called in the last time. Uh, yeah. Now these uh, jobs that you're trying to are looking up for the drivers, such as myself. I've been out now a year. Uh, I've only got one violation on my uh, driving report, uh, and two, uh, which you could call. Uh, well, they avoidable. They were mm-hmm. saying avoidable. They were unavoidable. But there again, I can't argue with the DAC. What can is there anything uh, that can be done with? 
yes. to help these drivers out there. Well, yeah, we talked about that earlier about DAC fix and so forth patches. I mean, if you've had, would you have a couple of incidents or accidents that were unavoidable, but they listed on your DAC report that they were uh, uh, preventable accidents instead of non-preventable? Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so uh, uh, so you got an erroneous report on your DAC report. Yeah. What well, you're saying. All right, let me ask you a question. Uh, it's common knowledge to most truckers, but uh, maybe some of them might not know. On any inter, uh, interstate, it is unlawful to stop your vehicle in the uh, motoring part of the lanes. Is this correct? I don't know. It yeah, is. I'm sure it is. I mean, it sounds like to me it would be. It is. If you have somebody pull out in front of you on an ice-covered bridge and you try to stop and you're already lowered down in speed because of an accident, and that person stops all of a sudden in front of you, what can you do? Well, you got a problem because if you get in charge with following too close and hit them in the rear or something along those lines, they they're going to really that causes big issues. Most of these companies, if you have that type of accident, no matter, no matter what the circumstances are, they have a five-year waiting period on these things. I mean, that's yeah, I understand what you're saying. I do, but I nobody was I wasn't charged. There was no. Uh, uh, citation of any nature, right? And so, I instructed, or I told the police officer uh, what happened. He said, "I kind of figured that," but still, when the uh, report came out, they, I'm charged with it, but right. I still have no uh, citation saying that I was charged. Who this charged you? What with I'm it? saying, the company, the hiring company, the company you're employed by. Yeah. Okay. So what did they fire you? Yeah. How long had you been working for? Ten years. Okay. So they want to replace you with a new guy. That's so what can, I figured. So they can pay him, you know, 20-some-odd cents a mile instead of whatever you earn it. I figured. But ever since then, I've been trying for a year to find a job. Right. Now, I got one accident. Okay. What kind of accident was it? It was a failure to yield. Okay. When was this? In a personal vehicle or a commercial vehicle? Commercial. Now, was so, a red light went out and stopped working at the same time I arrived. Right. Person moved out. I tried to avoid, but couldn't do it. So they charge you uh, failing to yield? When was that accident? How long was that, Patches? Uh, it was back in uh, November of '08. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, uh, it depends. Uh, that's not... Uh, that causes problems sometimes. There's no question about it. It's definitely got, there's going to be companies that will say, uh, you know, if you've had any kind of accident that you're charged with, some of them are going to look at that unfavorably. Uh, but some of them will look at it differently. It depends on the company. And that's the reason we have different companies we use for different purposes. Uh, you know, i got ABC Company here. I don't normally use them. and not my favorite company by any means. But, you know, trying to put somebody back under the wheel again, sometimes you've got to use them. Uh, you know what I mean, and uh, we so okay. we try to we try to do our best to put people, but that doesn't mean we can get you hired if you've got. You know the problem is if you were terminated by your last job driving tractor traders for whatever reason, it's really difficult to get you hired until three years have gone by. That's okay, been our and, and really, James, that that's just something really once again on the DAC report that he would have to try to take care of, and and if not. Um, 
it's just kind of like you say, just kind of out of luck right now, right? Or I mean, should he contact you through your website and y'all see what you can do, or what do you uh, what do you think? Well, we we know we can always do that. I mean, we we look at everything. The problem is, and everybody the listeners need to understand this too, because I know that in the introduction you talked about we get back to him within forty eight hours. Well, you know that's not really quite the way. That's what we that was our original philosophy, you mm-hmm. know. But it's gotten to the point where it's impossible to do that now. Uh, we've get, I mean, we get applications all day long, nonstop. It's just unbelievable. And so what happens is, is that it gets overwhelming to the point where we tell everybody that if you're going to send an application in to us, it's in your best interest to follow up the phone call within 48 hours if you hadn't heard from us. And then what mm-hmm. will what will happen is my office will pull your application bring it to my attention, I'll review the application, then I, I will return the call. I always return all the calls, regardless of whether I can help them or not. And, uh, and from mm-hmm. that information, then what happens is I dig deep, though, when I, have an app, when I have an applicant on the phone. I don't just take their application, you know, for face value. I start asking some other questions because I frequently find out there's things going on that they didn't disclose or whatever. And, and so I, I have a way of finding these things out. And I just have to tell people, right. you just tell me the truth, because don't waste your time. You know, I'm not. I, you can right. waste my time. I don't care if you want to waste my time. That's fine, but don't waste yours. You just tell me the truth, and that way I can determine what company would be best suited for this particular individual, or, or if any at all. And see, so you, right. you know, right. that's our, right. that's our right. technique. Yeah, well, uh, well, Patches, thanks for calling in. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, you can go to Trucking Careers of america.com and certainly fill out their application james will do his best uh but that DAC report's a big problem for people uh it is. and everybody will always everybody will always say well you can follow you know you can put a review on there but uh, that's basically worthless it seldom does anything but uh uh james and his company will certainly do their best uh, it's just one of those situations that's just tough for a lot of drivers out there but um next caller area code 832 uh, go ahead. You're live on the air with Truth About Trucking Live. Go ahead. Hi, this is Liz. How are you? I'm good, Liz. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, thank you. Um, i got a quick question for you. I'm a recent um, graduate from a truck driving uh, CDL training school in Georgia. And I actually, mm-hmm. I've been unemployed since May, and uh, I did a career change. I went from corporate for 13 years um, to trucking. Um, the Georgia Workforce Ready, I guess they have it also in different states um, where they actually pay the tuition, um, and I had no out-of-pocket charges, which was great. But you got a WIA grant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm hearing, uh, like, a lot of students that were in the classes before me that also went through this program, um, a couple of them got hired on by one particular company, um, not to say any names, but um, after their 28, you know, their first, upfront training was done, they pretty much sat them out and told them they don't have trucks to put them in. Now, from my understanding, the government is also paying these companies uh, a certain amount of money for hiring students that went through this government program. Should I be worried right now that after my training is over that I might not have a job? No, Ruth. I wouldn't have any problems getting you hired at all as long as you don't have any criminal background issues of concern, driving issues of concern, or as long as you were unemployed over 15 months over the last three years, I wouldn't have a problem whatsoever getting you hired. As far as your comment, I suspect I know what company it is. I'm not going to mention it on air, obviously, 
but mm-hmm. you know they what happens is is that companies sometimes there was a company here the first quarter of this year as an example that had you know were affected by the economy and took three thousand tractors out of service laid off a bunch of drivers so forth and so on and and now what they're starting to do is starting to gear up with anticipation of an improvement of moving cargo, et cetera, and they're bringing in people to orientation and, and then sending them home and says, we'll let you know when we have a truck, which, of course, doesn't help them at all because they're not making exactly. a paycheck. Or they, if they are hiring them, they give them a limited number of miles. They're creating what we call a trucker's bike, which is not uncommon. They're trying to bring in people, tickle them, so to speak, and hoping that, uh, they are still on board when uh, when you know we start really having a need for drivers, and okay. so uh, those people that you make reference to may have gone to a company that's following that type of, of format at this time, and we we know who they are. Mm-hmm. So Ruth, we wouldn't have any problems getting you hired at all. If you worked in the corporate structure for the time, period of time that you said that you did, right. you went. Because you got a grant has nothing to do with one way or the other as far as getting you hired. However, you went about going to school and however it was funded is irrelevant. But getting you hired, that shouldn't be a problem at all, Ruth. Okay. So smile. I am. This is actually my first week driving um, with this company. And, I, I mean, just trying to get on board with this company, like, like you had mentioned when this um, – show just started in school they had us go to these certain websites that just did like blast applications of like 40 different trucking companies and when i you know followed up you know directly to these recruiters they had no idea what i was talking about they said my application you know wasn't in their system they made me go directly to their website and resubmit applications so um i think it's really good that you put that out there so everybody knows you can't just shoot off that one email about that third party um application thing and, and think that you know you're out there because you're not well Ruth you know right. you, you, trying to I mean a lot of schools that's their you know community colleges and a lot of these schools they're not in the in, in the placement business they're an administrative type business or in, in school training business whatever then that's not their field of expertise exactly and so many of these schools will do just exactly that they give you a bunch of applications to submit to these various companies for consideration for hire, and they call that their placement department. And it's a waste of your time and energy, and more often than not, because you need to understand that these trucking companies are getting bombarded every day with applications, every single day. Right, right. And because of the unemployment that's taking place right now and the things that's going on today, people are looking for other alternatives to generate some kind of meaningful uh, income, and trucking is certainly mm-hmm. appealing to them. And these companies are getting bombarded. So these poor people, they know I'm not going to pay any attention to you. I mean, they get tons of them. If you don't follow up a phone call, which is also very difficult to do because you, you always end up in a voicemail, uh, mm-hmm. you got to talk to human beings that's willing to work with you and direct you in the right direction and not shotgun them like you're trying to do because it just doesn't work. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm curious to know because I did a lot of research um, in between the time when I was uh, testing at, at DDS and and just really being new to the industry, and I'm surprised that your your website didn't come up on any of the job searches that I did. Um, I lucked out, um, thankfully, um, through uh, Driver Match. It was actually a, a trainer on there from one of the particular companies that I had applied for, and he, he got me on board. I mean, I'm training with him now. He, it's, it's working out really good, but um, I, I just wish it was something because I know there's a lot of other, especially women out there that, are, that really are, you know, 
don't really know, you know, what to expect applying for these positions and, and how to approach these companies. But um, the best way, yeah, that I found was was going through that website, Driver Match, because it it really it really helped me find somebody I was compatible with. That's great. I was watching that that report, you know, that news about the uh, the guy in Ohio guy and Buffalo, and I didn't want to get in any situations like that. Well, you know, Ruth. The bottom line is, you can go to any, you can go to, you know, ripoff.com or these other places that do these reviews on these trucking companies. You can't believe anything you say. They say, and not, you can't. I mean, I can talk to ten different drivers with the same company, and one of them's going to say it's the best company that they've ever worked for in their life, and the other one say it's just a rotten, no good dog, mm. and, and everything in between. I don't pay any attention to blogs. That's personal, Alan. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't pay or any any comments from truck drivers or recruiters or companies or anything else. I don't pay attention to any of it. It just goes in one and that goes out the other here because the only thing I pay attention to is feedback that I receive from the people that I put with these companies and what their feelings are and how they react. Does that mean I'm perfect? Not a chance. Have I made mistakes? Plenty. But what I've learned is, you know, a lot. I've learned a lot from my mistakes. Let's just put it that way. So and am I going to still continue to make mistakes occasionally? Yes, yeah, sure I will. But but I know more about this business than the person that you know that goes into trucking business like you do. I have, certainly have a lot more knowledge than you would. And so the odds are I'll have a much better chance to putting you at the right place than to say you would by by yourself or for that matter a school. Right, and uh, and and along with those lines too, I talk. Uh, I made a post just recently about these trucking forums that you, you don't even know who you're talking to on there. And uh, so I, I, I agree with you on that. But uh, thanks for your call. And uh, when you feel like you're ready to move on to something better or the services that James offers, uh, go to truckingcareersofamerica.com, fill out that app, and you heard him tell you right here that uh, he wouldn't have any problems. So thanks for your call. I appreciate it. And, and we're talking with James McCormick, founder of Trucking Careers of America, an independent staffing agency specializing in the CDL trucking industry and assisting out-of-work drivers and recent CDL graduates in securing a truck driving job, as well as a career advisory company helping those considering a career in trucking and choosing the right CDL school and leading them down the right path to take for a trucking career. And got to take a short commercial break here. We'll be right back after this short break, and we will be continually taking your calls when we return on Truth About Trucking Live, and we will be right back. Okay, and we are back. Thanks for joining us this evening on Truth About Trucking Live, our special guest. If you're just tuning in, 
is James McCormick of Trucking Careers of America. Our call in number 347-826-9170. And let's just keep going to the phone lines and taking your calls. If you're calling from area code 413, uh, you're live on the air. Go ahead. Hey, Alan. How you doing? How are you guys tonight? Good. Hey, we're doing great. Uh, this is Jimmy Boy. I've talked to you and Dottie a few times. I live up in the northeast up here in Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I was uh, listening to what James had to say about being out of work. Uh, unfortunately, I was involved in a tractor-trailer accident back in March of 2008, and um, I'm still out of work now. How hard is it going to be for me to get back driving again? Well, it depends on the type of accident it was. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Uh, it was a uh, it, it was um, an uh, icy road. Uh-huh. And a uh, woman lost control in front of me and just kind of collected me with her and ended up upside, upside down and tore my left shoulder all the heck. And Did you have uh, a turnover? Uh, no, the truck actually didn't turn over. It, I kept it upright. As soon as she hit me, the first thing I did was grab the wheel and hang on for dear life. But uh, I did mess up my shoulder pretty bad. And uh, the uh, the wonderful people of uh, the Vermont State Police where this accident happened gave me a, uh, a ticket. Uh, what? They charged me, uh, well, they charged me with speeding. Apparently, 32 miles an hour in a 65-mile-an-hour zone is, 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 is too fast. Oh, I'm um, would, I you, would you repeat that? 32 miles an hour in a 65-mile-an-hour zone. So they said you're going too fast for the conditions. Yeah, but the woman right. that passed me was well doing well over 65, probably close to 70 when she lost control. Right. Um, I did try to fight the, uh, the ticket. Unfortunately, Vermont is like uh, Virginia, you know, the Gestapo state, and uh, <laughs> you know, no matter what it is, you also, you know, get money out the window kind of thing. Uh, I did try to, I did try to fight it, uh, you know, because Virginia is, is not uh, famous for liking truck drivers like Ohio and Vermont. I, you can add that state to uh, the, uh, the non-truck driving uh, um, statistics. So. Uh, I did try to fight the ticket, um, but unfortunately I was not successful, and the judge said that I was driving too fast for conditions. So, right. Um, so were you fired by the company you was working for at the time? Well, uh, this is the thing. They didn't really fire me because uh, they can't fire you in, the, in, the, in, the, in Massachusetts. They can't fire you because you're injured on the job. So it's, uh, it, they released me from employment, which is they can't say they fired me because I could sue the company, but... They uh, very sneakily released me from employment because of my injury. Uh, I did uh, try to go back to the carrier after the accident, and uh, they uh, basically told me um, because of the, the damage done to my shoulder, I wouldn't be able to drive. So if I couldn't drive, then they didn't want me. So it's a very sticky situation. Uh, I spent uh, 15 years in the military and the Army National Guard. I was a transportation specialist, and I was a... Uh, clear to drive everything except the tank. So I, I had plenty of experience. I drove for Swift. I drove for night transportation. Uh, the company that I drove for was a local company out of Springfield, Massachusetts. And uh, I'm just trying to see uh, how hard it's going to be for me to get back in the, back in the swing of things uh, with the, the, you know, the long time of uh, not being employed. Have you looked at your DAC report and see what it says about uh, uh, this uh, accident that you had? 
Oh, what the company a, says? Where they're eligible not, for rehire and all that kind of stuff? Uh, it is not on my DAC report. The company did not report it to DAC. All it right. is on my driving record. Whatever. I understand. I understand. Uh, it doesn't say anything about the action on my uh, MVR report. It says uh, speeding 32 on a 65. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, you know, there's a chance that you may get a, you may be able to get back into the groove. It's, it's a possibility there. It, it depends. If it doesn't, if they don't make any reference on your DAC report, but it is on your accident report, but you're driving a tractor trailer and you had an accident, and that, if, you know, did you file for workman's comp? Oh yeah, it was a workman's comp case. Yes. No, they didn't like that. I can promise you that. Uh, so uh, that that definitely had an impact. Well, what first thing you'd have to do without without question is you'd have to get a, a, a clearance from a doctor saying that you you know that you're able to. Uh, to lift uh, 70 pounds, you know, to your waist, you know, you're able to drive 12 hours, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know, showing that you, you can go back out on the road again, that's one thing you're going to have to do. This is the first accident I've been in, and I've had my CDL for 10 years. Right. Well, yeah, I think it's a good... only accident, so... Yeah, I think it's a shot that we may be able to get you hired for what you're telling me. If it's not, as long as is there anything else that you're not saying? Oh, that's it. No, that's the only accident. In fact, uh, the year before, uh, 2007, I was awarded driver of the year for the company that I worked for that uh, released me from employment. So it's kind of a, it's kind of a kick in the butt, you know. One year you're driver of the year, safety driver of the year. The next year, you know, you're out of a job because you right. got tangled up with somebody that you know obviously was in a big rush to go nowhere, which is usually the case. How long did you work for that company? Uh, I worked for them for three and a half years. You know, you got a shot here. I mean, I think I may be able to help you. I can't say that I will, but um, there's a good shot that I may be able to help you based on what you're telling me. Okay. All right. Well, I was just, you know, I'm trying to trying to see what my options are because, you know, that's all I've done all my life. So it's kind of hard to, you know. Well, God bless you for serving to... our country, by the way. Oh, I, I appreciate yeah, really. that. I do it. I do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, but, Me too. Uh, um, you yeah, know, it, and as, go ahead. Uh, and, and like I said, the jobs up here in the Northeast are uh, very scarce. Uh, most of the oh, companies yeah. up here, most of the companies up here, uh, CR England's been recruiting real heavy up here. Uh, Schneider National, um, Rail, which is a, I guess, is a pretty good outfit from what I heard. Rail's good company, um, yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, uh, I'm almost 40 years old, and uh, you know, I don't want to do the over the road thing. I'm kind of looking for more of a of a regional job where I can be home, you know, pretty frequently. Um, but I just haven't, you know, I, I was just kind of asking, you know, to find out, you know, what my chances are. Or am I just, you know, wasting my time, you know? Because I don't want to waste your time, you know. I know well, I, you know, I, I made yeah. a comment earlier that. You know, you can waste my time. I don't have any problem with that. I just don't want to waste your time. And I don't see there's anything here that you've told me. I think there's a good shot here that uh, we may be able, may, may be able to help you. Um, you know, just go ahead. Uh, I, don't, I never did catch your name. I don't remember if you mentioned it or not. But uh, James Madison. Okay. Well, you know, my goodness gracious, then you should be. You should love Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. Virginia, 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 Ohio, and Vermont are uh, are no zones for me. They don't like truck drivers in Vermont, boy. I'll tell you what. But uh, I was kind of surprised because uh, after I was rushed from the scene, uh, unconscious, uh, 
the state trooper showed up in my hospital room and asked me where my logbook was. Yep. And, uh, and he said, is he awake? And I said, yeah. And he says, well, where's your logbook? I said, well, it's in the truck. My God, you know, where you think I stuck it in my pocket or something? And then, uh, you know, he managed to come in and tell me that uh, he was reviewing uh, if I was driving too fast. And uh, he said, well, I'm going to make a decision here. You know, so he decided to write me a ticket. And uh, uh, he knew yeah. I was upset. And obviously it was an unfair ticket. And I said, you know, I was doing 32 miles an hour on a 65-mile-an-hour highway. This woman was doing... Uh, probably well over 70, lost control, spun out, and took me with her. And I said, right. so you writing her the ticket, I got the ticket. So, right. yeah. yeah, well, well, you know, that goes back to the thing, too. You know, it seems like it's always a driver's fault. But but uh, thanks for your call, James. I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, this could be a good, uh, perfect example, uh, Jim, that uh, this is where you and your company can come in were drivers like this guy who just don't know which way to go or how to get around this stuff, but you guys have the uh, uh, the contacts and everything and the name that you could very well, like you said, stand a, stand a good shot in helping them get back out there. Well, it, it's a good shot, I mean, based on what he said to me. Yeah, I mean, there is. You know, the thing is, <clears throat> when it comes right down to it, these trucking companies, they don't care what you'll say, I say, or what the driver says or anything else. The only thing they care about is what the report says, mm-hmm. and that's it. And so if it says, you know, careless driving, reckless driving, anything like that, then they're in trouble. In this case, speeding, 32 and a 65, obviously he's not speeding, but he, he's going, according to the police report, obviously it's going to say he's going too fast for the conditions because right. of you know, icy roads and things of that nature. And so he was a victim of circumstances that had occurred, and really wasn't at fault. I mean, he's, it's, that happens all the time. Unfortunately, right. it does, and it, it could be a, it could be an issue, and it may not be. It depends on uh, the company. You see, you know, there's, it's not all black and white. There's some gray here, and uh, there's companies that, you know, can look things a little differently than some others. And a lot of them will just say no. <laughs> That's just all there is to it. But there's some that right. Won't. Well. Well, with this uh, this DAC report being such a just a huge issue anymore, uh, would you agree that the uh, I mean all the big mega companies are looking at this DAC report, but aren't there uh, aren't there isn't there a chance for drivers like this to just go to the kind of the smaller local companies? Because not all companies look at that DAC. I mean, have you have you uh, uh, seen that within your work that these smaller local companies can be an option too? Oh, of course. We tell people. But, see, we don't know who they are. Uh, I mean, that you know, you did, then we get involved in some real complicated stuff here. There's so many mall Paul type operations out there, small companies. And I'm talking about small, real small companies that, you know, we don't know who they are. Uh, we tell people that, you know, if they have real issues, they, were, they don't have a chance to get hired, in our opinion, uh, mm-hmm. then we tell them, is, look, there's other options for you. Uh, you know, maybe you can find an owner-operator, a mall paw type organization, a small trucking company that's be willing to look the other way, so to speak, or maybe if they have to, get a job driving straight trucks, whatever, you know, put food on the table. Uh, but, uh, right. you know, when you start getting involved in small companies, that becomes a real challenge. I mean, you know, it really mm-hmm. does because, you know, you're talking about dealing with the entire United States. Do I know a few small companies? Sure but not that many. You know, basically I deal with the larger companies because when I say larger, I'm talking about, you know, 100 tractors or more. 
Right. You know, that kind of stuff. When we get on below that, it's, it's very complicated, Alan. So, I, you know, that's where I yeah. I can't really be of service to these people. I drop the ball there. Maybe someday I'll have a list of small companies that I can deal with. But as of right now, uh, it's never been. Yeah, but that's, that's one option we tell them, you know, uh, uh, that they can do on their own. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, to go to the smaller local companies because uh, I've, I've dealt with many small companies that don't even look at the DAC. They don't oh. they don't pull it. They don't do anything. And of course, all the companies will send in this this form to their former employer, asking them uh, you know questions. But uh, nine out of ten times, they never get that back either. So that I just wanted to point out that is an option that you know James can take and. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, go to your website and fill out the app and, and get it rolling. I mean, nothing's going to happen if you don't take action. Yeah, but you know, with that said, you know, maybe that you and I can do some networking here sometime uh, soon and and uh, discuss some of these small companies. I put them in my directory and uh, see what we can do. Okay. Um, yeah, I just get. I think. Um, <laughs> Jobs for drivers, the DAC, I mean, just big, big issues. Uh, just, just on a side note, I don't know if you would know or not, but I know that the DAC report that's filled in by these companies has three choices of why the driver left the job. Uh, there, uh, one choice is quit, one choice is terminated, and the other choice is other. Um, do you have any idea what the other is? <laughs> uh, it could be anything, right? Well, it could be. So the next next question is, are they eligible for rehire? Okay. Yeah. So that's what you want to look at. If it says other, and it says, are they eligible for rehire, and they say no, then we know the other is not good. It, but most of them right. will say, you know, you know, it's subject to review. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, okay. okay. So what does that mean? Well, that means if you go out and get yourself another job with another trucking company and get us, get, you know, get some more experience, then we will review review you in the future. I mean, that's what that usually means. Uh, that means they're not going to hire them uh, unless they go out there and start working with some other company and want to come back after the fact when they've gotten more experience. Uh, that's been my experience anyway. But, yeah, that's what it says. Either you know, either quit, terminated, or other. <laughs> right, okay. Well, it's just a big issue because the DAC, the DAC report affects uh, all oh. drivers, company drivers and owner-operators. But let me touch on something that uh, – uh, our caller James, he kind of jogged my my thinking there, and I wanted to. I touched on it a minute ago, just didn't get a chance. Uh, this refresher course, uh, I, I hear from uh, veteran drivers of 25, 30 years, uh, who's been out of uh, work for what other whatever reasons they have for a year, and uh, they're being told that they have to go back to the school or a refresher course. So, is this refresher course? Is this some kind of a regulation that came in effect where, where did this thing come from well it came about some years ago when the trucking industry was in desperate need for drivers we're talking about you know, desperate 400,000 type stuff and so back in those days you could get hired if you could fog a mirror unless you're a felon uh and so they decided <laughs> for whatever reason that if you hadn't gone into trucking business within 60 to 90 days after you graduated from trucking school where was your commitment so they decided to create this refresher course, which is a reconfirming your commitment, so to speak, and which costs money. And so uh, it's a 40-hour refresher course, that type of thing. Now, as long as it's been within a year, okay? Now, if they've gone mm -hmm. beyond a year, uh, then they're in trouble. They're going to have to go through some training all over again in most cases. I mean, I talked to a guy here a while back, Alan, that had 
20 years over-the-road experience, award after award for safe driving, worked for three companies over that 20-year period, which is absolutely remarkable wow. itself. Uh, yeah, and, he, and he'd been out of the trucking business for five years and couldn't get a job. Everybody told him the only way he's going to go back into trucking business is go through training all over again. Well, that was an insult to his intelligence. He told he says yeah. I pro- he says I probably forgot more of these instructors can teach me. I understand, but the bottom line is <laughs> that he didn't have any options. He had mm-hmm. to do that. So if right, they've been kind of stuck, yeah, if they've been out of the trucking business for longer than a year, they're going to have to go through some training, whether they like it or not. So I mean, this refresher courses we tell them is they're not they're not cheap. Uh, this 40-hour refresher course, the first thing we say to them is that you want to, if you went to a school, the first thing you want to do is approach that school and see if they'd offer that refresher course to you at no cost, because some of them will do that, or a minimum type of cost. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to spend twelve, fourteen hundred dollars to go through a 40-hour refresher course, which is not good. Wow. And, uh, you know, but that's the reality of things. Right. Okay. Well, um... Well, the caller, just keep coming. If you're having trouble uh, getting through, just keep trying. We'll we'll get you on here. We've got 25 minutes to go. I want to get the truth about trucking live, all about the callers. So area code 815, uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Andy. I apologize yeah. for, for getting on late. And, um, I'm That's okay. To, uh, I'm, I'm new to um, not even a trucker at all, but I'm thinking about enrolling in class. I've exchanged a few emails with you, Alan, and um, I just wanted to get an opportunity, unless it's already been discussed, uh, I'd like to get some information about the value, again, of a PTDI school. Um, And I'm uh, in my mid-60s and uh, wanted to know if that would be a a negative. And also, how important is residence where you live in relation to finding employment? Okay, yeah, I remember your emails. James, uh PTDI, I made a post a while back, uh, and everybody just, uh, you know, took it as, boy, it's got to be PTDI, but uh, as long as it's accredited, you know, um, uh, what's your thoughts on PTDI and what uh, what this caller was saying? I don't think it's that important. Uh, you know, I really don't. Uh, I know I, I deal with some schools that, that, you know, that are fantastic. I mean, they really, truly are. In fact, if you want to know the truth, most of the schools that I recommend people to are small in nature, not these big mm-hmm. big schools. I mean, they have 8, 10, 12 students, have five instructors, that type of thing, so that they really get personal attention, and, and, and they, they just really come out of those schools doing very, you know, knowing what they're doing, and, and they're well, uh, well-trained. And I don't care about their credibility. I don't care about any of that stuff. Uh, you know, to me, it's, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Somebody asked, just like, you know, somebody asked me the other day if we remember the Chamber of Commerce. I said, no. Why not? I said, well, you know, if, if I had, yeah. if I, why? Big deal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are they going to say something bad about me if I'm a member of their chamber? <laughs> no. Right. They, you know, so I, and I don't see any reason for why it makes no sense to me to, to, to do that. And I don't know. You know, I can't, it's hard to say. I, I judge things on. The, again, I go back to the comment I made before. I, 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 I trust only in the feedback that I get from the people that I deal with, that I put with these schools, with these trucking companies. To me, that's the real test and how they react and how they feel about things. And, uh, you know, that's, and, and that only, that's only come over time. 
and experience. Have I sent people to bad schools before? I sure have, <laughs> you know, but I had, it's been right. a long time since I've done that because I know where to go now. Uh, you yeah, know, so. and one thing about one thing about PTDI, uh, main reason why so many schools are not PTDI certified is there's a there's a lengthy process and a, a, a quite a bit of cost to it. So just because they're not certified by PTDI doesn't mean they're a bad school. And um, now what about Andy's uh, uh, question about you know maybe you know he's in his he's in his 60s he's just looking to getting into trucking. Um, uh, I see no problem with that. What do you think? No, I don't think there's any problem at all. Uh, you know, I tell people, you know, as long as you pass a DOT physical, uh, you know, you don't have any other issues to be concerned with. Age is not really an issue. Uh-huh. That's, oh, and what okay. about uh, what about residents where you live? And, that is an issue. It, that very definitely could be an issue with a whole lot of companies. Every single company has no hire zones, all of them. So it depends on where you live. Where do you live? I live in, a, in uh, uh, central Illinois. Well, that's not a problem. No, okay. no, Illinois is fine. Shoot, Illinois is <laughs> hot, hot ticket. Other than the weather, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. And another question. Then after after you go through your schooling, uh, you know, for uh, I guess it's 160 hours or maybe 200 hours. After yeah. that, what can a student expect in terms of, you know, uh, one year of hardship? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm really. If that that's exactly what you're going to be faced with. Uh, you know, here, here's the bottom line. Every single trucking company, almost without exception, that hire recent graduates, every single one of them have basically the same business model. They bring you in, they work you hard, they pay you low wages, and they recycle you and bring another one just like you. That's the business. Yeah. That's the system. Unfortunately, you don't have any options unless you can find a small company uh, that you can deal with. That's the way it works. And so, And they know that. So you've got to go through that process before you reach the promised land. If you can survive a year and you'd be, oh, oh my goodness, over the hill 61, my goodness, that was just so old. I wish I was so young. Uh, <laughs> then, then, you know, you're, then you're fine. And then there's all kinds of companies that would be interested in your services that would treat you with respect. But you're not going to find any that when you first start out of a school that's going to treat you very well. I mean, that's just a fact of life whether you like it or not. Is, is, right. I mean, so, what could you what could you anticipate in terms of uh, uh, some kind of a pay for, for well, that year? You're gonna be in, in the high twenties, low thirties for that year, first year. Yeah, the first year. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, and Andy, one. that's largely that's largely due to the economy. I mean, the average uh, average pay for OTR tr- drivers was uh, thirty five between thirty five and forty two. But with the economy the way it is now, I mean, we're hearing a Twenty-five, twenty-seven, thirty-two, just like James is saying. So that's uh, what you'd be looking at right now. Uh-huh. So that help you out, any? Yeah, quite a bit. I will say this: for whatever it's worth, the, tr- uh, the trucking industry is a wonderful industry if it's done. If you follow the guidelines, you understand what you're up against. You know, it can be, and you find the right company. It can be a rewarding career without a question. It's very difficult to find, you know, <laughs> to follow that path. It's hard to do. You got to have some guidance. But uh, you know, it's a re- I mean, truck drivers are one or two people. They either love it or they hate it. Right. It's just, it's not right. much in between. It really is. They either yeah. love it or hate it. I can't begin to tell you how Man, many people. Just, it... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm done. 
Oh, I'm, not, I'm just going to say, just to reiterate, like we're always saying, uh, Andy, it's just that it's that first year, first year that you got to get through. Um, uh, but thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Wish you good luck. Uh, if you feel like you want to move on, uh, go to truckingcareersofamerica.com and put James and his company to work for you. Um, uh, probably last caller of the show, area code 573. Uh, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, Alan, Don Bell. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm good. Face- How are you doing, Don? Doing great. One of your Facebook buddies. <laughs> um, oh, okay, great. Yeah, long story short. I've uh, been driving 16 years, no accidents, no tickets, uh, nothing derogatory on my deck. Worked for an outfit from 2004 to 2008, injured a knee, um, drew workman's comp, had rehab therapy done on it, and went back to work, took one trip, the knee didn't respond, requested to come home to seek medical attention, flew to Pennsylvania from Texas, got in my personal vehicle, drove home, and when I got home, I received a letter saying that I had been terminated due to refusing a DOT drug screen. So basically, yeah, so I sued the company, won a settlement over the knee, and uh, long story short, that information does not appear on my DAC. It shows a satisfactory safety record. It shows a discharge from the company from a terminal that no longer exists. But no drug or alcohol violations are shown on my DAC report, but if you fax a verification up to this company, the main headquarters, it'll show a refusal on that, thus it seemingly has made it a little difficult to find a job. Oh, it's it's done. It's going to kill you. I mean, yeah. if if you I'm, you don't have a chance unless you can get that issue addressed. I don't know how you're going to do that. I mean, you know, the company. I, I mean, you, you worked for them for four years. Yeah, from March of '04 until October of 2008. And then you got hurt. I got uh, hurt in February of '07 and missed most of '07 rehabbing the knee injury, and then came back after a layoff in October of '08. And then made one trip, and that was the end of it. And what home, like I said. What what uh, prompt them to make a, a report like that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was personal. The two people that ran, ran the terminal were brothers. Uh, I don't know if it was a personal issue. They're from the Northeast. I have a little Southern accent. I don't know if that was it. Uh, I never did anything to these folks to to prompt it. Uh, never had a cross word with any of them. Uh, we weren't necessarily best friends, but we had a decent working relationship, and it's a union operation, and I don't know if that had something to do with it, but my union was absolutely no help, uh, filed a grievance, um, and basically I was never a part of the grievance process. I was never notified of when it was occurring, never invited to attend in person, and just received a letter saying that your grievance has been uh, basically dismissed it, and you're on I, your own. So. Donna, you know, I, I, if it was me, what I would do... I would uh, find me a, an attorney that's a good friend or somebody that's not going to really cost you anything with his letterhead. I'd send him a letter, and I'm going to tell him. And I, in that letter, I, you know, this is an opinion. You know, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I just sent him a letter that says, you know, you're depriving me of my right to earn a uh, you know, livelihood and uh, because of erroneous <clears throat> statements that you're making to these companies that make inquiries about my previous employment. And that unless they address this issue, that you don't have any option other than to take some kind of legal action against them because they're depriving you of a right to earn a living in a, your chosen profession. And see what they do. They, you know, just they, you know, you, you just see what they do. And they may just and, react and to it. Other, and uh, yeah, the only other option is to go obviously go through the SAP process. 
And, of course, you have to staple that to every job application you ever fill out. So I don't even know if there's companies on the planet that hire drivers that have had a refusal, gone through, successfully completed the SAP process, and then go right back into it. So it's kind of one of those darn if you do, darn if you don't deals because it's not on the DAC, but if you notif- if you call them, you'll find out about it. And, uh, you know, so. Well, I guarantee you that. One thing's for sure, Don. You're not going to get hired by anybody if you if, it, if they report that uh, that you refuse to take a drug test. You're done. Yep. They they will not hire you unless you get that removed or addressed in some way. You got a problem. I mean, I hate to okay. tell you that, but that's the reality of it. Yeah, no, that, well, that's what uh, your service is all about—just being upfront and honest. And and Don, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. We're uh, we've got just a. Uh, few minutes left. I don't know if I've had this caller on or not. If he's still hanging on, I can't keep up with them all. Um, let's try to get on um, area code 815. Have you, ever, have you already been on here? Go ahead. Yeah, I've, uh, I was the one with uh, age and residence and PTDI. Oh, okay. You're, ha- okay, you're hanging on listening. Uh, I just lost track. We've got so many up here. So, uh, All right. Well, good. Well, uh, we're just about out of time anyway, so... Um, uh, everybody in the chat room and all the callers and listeners appreciate you listening in. And uh, uh, James, thanks again for being a guest on our show and for all you do in helping drivers of uh, all experience and getting them back out. Of, it's a great service you provide, and and boy, a lot of stories out there, aren't they? Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. Indeed. Yeah, it's just something else. But but uh, appreciate you coming on. Maybe we can do it another time. Okay. Well, it was, it was a pleasure to be on your show. You have a quality show. You are everybody's hero. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but we're we're trying to help. But uh, you're doing the same thing out there, and it was uh, my pleasure having you on. We'll do it again. I just wish I had a Harley like you have. No, leave my Harley alone now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, James, take care. All right, bye-bye. All right, appreciate it. Um, uh, Yeah, he... uh, it's a good company. It's reputable. It's very well known. Uh, TruckingCareersOfAmerica.com. And if you have a good record, and and you even heard some issues tonight where James still thought that he could help you. So uh, the thing is, you won't know unless you try. And they've been getting drivers back behind the wheel for nearly 10 years now. They're an upfront company. They do what they say. And that's what Truth About Trucking Live is all about, just bringing you things like this to help you out out there. So go to truckingcareersofamerica.com, fill out the application, and put them to work for you for getting you back out on the road. And I appreciate everybody being here and and, uh, tuning in. And we have a lot of shows coming up here on Truth About Trucking Live. Our next live broadcast is tomorrow, actually, February 4th. 2010, Barry Stutzke will be joining me as we spend an hour discussing the FMCSA's look into changing the truck driver's hours of service rule back to the way it was, the old 10-8 rule. Remember that one? And uh, that's the one they formally said was an out-of-date rule. <laughs> it dates back to the late 30s, as we all know. So they came up with the current 11-10 and 11-14 hour rules. So why do they want to go back to the 30s? Uh, should they be changed back again, or is the current rule much better for truckers? I hope you uh, join us for the show tomorrow. That's uh, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be talking about that. And so changing the hours of service rule for truck drivers. That's our next show for tomorrow. And be sure to bookmark us at blogtalkradio.com slash truthabouttrucking so you can keep up on our show schedules. And the best way to do that 
is to sign up for a free newsletter. Just go to truthabouttrucking.com and fill out the sign-up form, and you will stay up to date on what we are doing here at truthabouttrucking.com, as well as our blog at askthetrucker.com. And uh, Donna does a great job on our newsletter, and uh, you'll always know when a show is booked, and we always enjoy having you tune in as a listener or caller to the show. And um, check out our show schedule, and Marcus has a favorite. We always appreciate that and all the kind comments we receive. And just a few of our upcoming shows for February 2010, Florida transportation activist Sally Baptist will be joining us again on Thursday the 11th to discuss the uh, political issues facing the state of Florida since we're based here, uh, such as the $8 billion proposal for the high-speed rail to be built along the 85-mile stretch between Tampa and Orlando. And on Wednesday the 17th, Kyla Lieberg will be our special guest. She is with the Chapter 61 Ministries and working alongside of truckersagainsttrafficking.com. And we're going to be discussing the horrific crime of human trafficking in America and abroad. And you will not believe what's going on right here in the United States. And check out truckersagainsttrafficking.com. Huh? No, truckersagainsttrafficking.com. And uh, that's Don in the background making sure I'm getting this right. And uh, chapter61.com to learn more and And be sure to join us for this show and find out how you can help in rescuing the men, women, and children who are being bought and sold right here in America. An amazing show on the 17th, Human Trafficking. You're not going to believe it. And uh, we're pushing to get truckers to be the eyes and ears to help with this uh, serious issue. And on Thursday the 18th, Paul Tonko, Democratic congressman out of New York, will be our special guest as he will bring us up to date on House Bill H.R. 2156, better known as Jason's Law, the bill that will provide safe and secure parking for our nation's truckers. So Congressman Paul Tonko on the 18th, and more shows to come. Uh, Truth About Trucking Live in affiliation with our main website, truthabouttrucking.com. We are not just the same old talk. We continue our fight to raise the standards of the trucking industry and to bring viable information to uh, all you CDL students and new drivers and veteran drivers alike in uh, helping you to find these jobs and uh, just work against this economy that seems to be uh, tearing down so many of us. But as you heard on our show tonight, there are companies hiring, and uh, James McCormick and TruckingCareersOfAmerica.com can get you back driving. Uh, like I said earlier, we received several emails already and messages on Twitter, you know, saying, hey, Alan, I contacted them, and I've already got a job. I mean, and you heard a caller earlier if you were with us earlier. All our shows are archived, so you can always hear them later if you missed it. Uh, but they are the real deal. So um, check them out and uh, get them working for you and get back in the driver's seat. It can be done. They have a record. They do it. And uh, just join us on Truth About Trucking Live. Always enjoy having you here. Everybody in the uh, chat room, I didn't get a chance to uh, visit with you. Donna's handling it for me, but I appreciate every one of you for being here, all our listeners. uh, We will shoot our shows out all across the World Wide Web. Truth About Trucking Live, the premier trucking talk radio show on blog talk radio 
100,000 plus listeners across the globe and growing every day, and it's all because of you. We appreciate you very much. So um, we'll leave you with a hot tune performed by John Johnson, written by Barry Allen and David Ayers. And uh, call your local radio station and tell them that you want them to play When the Big Rigs Don't Roll. It's an awesome song. Contact your local radio station and say, hey, why aren't you playing this song? Uh, get it out here. We like it. Uh, it's, it's a great song. We'll leave you with that. So until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe. And as always, thanks for listening. And remember, truckingcareersofamerica.com. Do it now. Get back to work. It ain't right, man, it sucks When the big old companies make a billion bucks On the backs of the working man Driving trucks and cars It takes 1,200 bucks to fill this rig While I'm stuffing the pockets of some big wig He don't care if I've maxed out my credit cards The only trick I get for my truck Is the jack and the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll I don't need a college degree To figure out that they're ripping off me They get a big tax break and all I get's the shaft Insurance goes up if my credit is down If I sink any lower I'm gonna drown And I ain't getting no help from a bureaucrat, no The only trick I get for my truck Is a jack in the price when I fill it up It's like pumping my money down an endless hole But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll Tell me what they're going to do when the big rigs don't roll. If mama hadn't taught me the golden rule, I'd tell those big wigs what to do. With the nozzle on the pump where I get my gas. But I'm a good boy and I won't do that. I get for my truck is a jack in the price when I fill it up. It's like pumping my money down an endless hole. But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll.